Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive whilst others struggle. Hey there, this is John and welcome to this edition of the Leadership Advantage podcast. And this is episode 45, I'll Believe It When I See It. The purpose of this podcast is to help understand the connection between beliefs that are held and actions and moving forward and growing. See, in almost every workshop I run, someone will raise their personal requirement for empirical evidence or solid proof before they're prepared to commit to applying the tools and techniques that I already know will bring them benefit. We often desire more evidence that something will work before we're prepared to commit resources to it. It's all about being willing to trust something without certainty because that's a red flag to the brain. Specifically, your anterior cingulate cortex, or ACC, is struggling to find an amenable memory connection to success and raising your cortisol levels, preparing your body for avoidance or defense. It's like being a kid in the playground holding on to the monkey bars for dear life, just hanging there. You have to be prepared to let go in order to move forward. And it's what you believe might, could, maybe, perhaps happen that is more or less likely to be harmful or waste something you consider to be more valuable, like your time or effort. This whole aspect of trust is our beliefs and values, what we think is more or less important. See, beliefs, very similar to the values that we hold in being part of our personal guidance system. Beliefs often inform our values and values in turn reinforce our standing in regard to our beliefs. They are very closely interlinked. And beliefs are a critical part of what makes us who we are. But let me try and distinguish between them, because I think I find it helpful. A belief is something that we have no tangible, undeniable evidence to support. It's impossible to measure beliefs. We simply believe this to be so. We trust somebody because, well, we feel like trusting them. We believe that we can trust them. Values, on the other hand, are measurable and quantifiable in some form. This does not make them all tangible. But the very fact that we place the word value on something means that we can measure it in relation to other values. I don't want to lose you here, so bear with me briefly as I delve into the world of quantum physics. See, you've heard someone self say, I'll believe it when I see it. 
whatever this is about, from the belief in God to the belief that someone will do as they have said they will do, or that something will work. Doesn't matter. According to quantum physics, we have to believe it before we can see it. In fact, according to the Bible, we have to believe it first, then we will see. Much like that kid holding on tight to that monkey bar, you'll find that many times you have to allow yourself to believe first so that you can do, I've got to believe that I can reach the next monkey bar. Then you do whatever you need to do and then you'll see the evidence or proof that it works for you. Well, your belief in yourself and using these tools and techniques is critical to their success. Let me take an example from the game of golf. Your belief informs your unconscious mind about any particular shot in golf in anything. And this will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your belief in your strategy, the alignment of the resources, people, tools, money, and that the market will respond in a particular way. It's a belief. The evidence comes after the fact, never before. But you step out to the tee on your least favorite hole on the golf course. You prepare for the shot. You utter to yourself, I will make this drive. This time it will be different. This time I will strike the ball square on. The ball will soar through the air and follow a graceful arc. And it will land smack in the middle of the fairway, exactly where I'm aligned. Your unconscious mind is informed by this belief and promptly provides you with a swing that will support your belief. If, on the other hand, you step up to the tee on your least favourite hole on the course and utter to yourself that this time it'll be the same, I'm going to slice it or hook it into those trees, no matter what I do, the chances are that you are going to do exactly that because you're preparing your body to do exactly what you're believing and thinking about in your mind. How do you train yourself to do this, to, to be positive in your belief? Well, you spend several practice sessions building up a new belief about your nemesis hole, any obstacle for that matter. You visualize making the stroke, sending the ball to exactly where you want. And you do all of this in your mind's eye, calmly, coolly, mindfully. Not only have you seen what you will see with your own eyes, you've heard what you will hear with your own ears. You've felt how you will feel having made the shot. You'll taste victory and smell success exactly as if you had achieved it. Let me repeat that. Exactly as if you had achieved it. Let this be true and it will be so. By doing so, you are stepping into the future and acting as if you had conquered the whole and providing your unconscious with new images and new neural pathways to access now and in the future. This is altering your belief. With practice, you will indeed step up to that T and your unconscious self-belief is of someone who has conquered that hole and will do so now. In order for us to improve ourselves in any field of life, we must reach beyond our senses, those of our conscious mind, to what can 
be and what we can do with the vast, often untapped capabilities of our mind. I'm sure you've seen or read the metaphor of the mind being like an iceberg. What we see above the surface, the readily experienced part of our mind, is a tiny fraction of what lies beneath normal awareness. If you consider that our conscious mind makes up only about 5% of total awareness, we all give a disproportionate power over our lives to our conscious mind. And it's our conscious mind that is preventing us from reaching our full potential. Because we like to give it the excuse of believing it only when we see it. This is why in visualisation or simulation we go beyond simply seeing a picture of success to the full range of senses, building a rich, realistic, high fidelity experience as if it were real. This is stepping into the future and you'll know that it is much easier to look back into the past and see what happened to get here than it is to see the future. Hindsight is after all 2020. And stepping into the future provides you with just that. Now that you believe in the tangible, real success of winning that competition, striking that perfect drive, chipping that perfect lie onto the green, and sinking that 50-foot putt, you can look back and see how you got there. That's your training plan. Okay, how does this apply to your leadership? Excellent question. Not convinced by the golfing metaphors, huh? So, you're about to step on the stage to give your organisational restructuring presentation to a potentially hostile group of employees, concerned for their personal future and the worry of layoffs. You have prepared, practised and given this same presentation to the board, your senior management team and even your dog. As you approach the centre of the stage, the murmuring in the audience deafens you with its silence. You take a moment to scan the audience. You have a choice. Choice one. You can believe that the audience will pelt you with rotten vegetables, screeching for your resignation, threatening strike action, or worse. What happens if you choose to believe that? Guaranteed failure of leadership. Choice two is believe that you are prepared, the arguments are solid, the data supports, the proposal fair and just, and that the audience will accept this because you have great interpersonal sensitivity, engaging communications, and you are very persuasive. What happens if you choose to believe this second scenario? Success as a leader. What does this matter? Well, it's about our mind-body connection. Our body, the muscles that control movement, everything we do take their cue from our unconscious perception. And please do remember here that your so-called body language is altered by muscular contractions and extensions. When we simulate an activity in a full sensory experience inside our mind, not only are we preparing our mind, we're preparing our physical response as well. We are practicing in our mind and in our bodies. When researchers measure the brain and muscle activity of sportsmen and women engaging in such visualization and simulation techniques, 
before an event and measure the activity during the event, the muscle contractions in the simulation show the same pattern of contraction, albeit to a lesser intensity. Do you remember that vivid dream you had? It was frightening. I know that your heart raced, the adrenaline in your system flowed, and if it was erotic, you were turned on. Hey, we're all adults here, right? See, our physiology, our physical response is the result of our internal state, which is the result of how our mind has changed the external events through our own filters, taken a quick trip through our experiences, racked our knowledge store, applied our own values and belief sets, popped down for further filtration, bit of deletion, some distortion and generalization, caused a personal internal state and triggered a physiological response. And all of this happens in microseconds. Your belief in the future, that directly affects how you think of the future and thus what you are practicing in your mind and your body. Believe that those staff are going to pelt you with rotten vegetables and your voice and body will behave in readiness for that to occur. On the other hand, the more positive self-images you build through reputation, the more intensely allowing yourself to experience them and the more powerful you create this self-image, the more potent its effect and the greater the impact on your performance. But yeah, some people find it difficult to choose to have that self-esteem, that self-belief in order to build their self-esteem. Hmm. Indeed, many people are waiting for you to believe in them first. Then maybe they can do this for themselves. And you, you as a leader, well, it's part of your job to lift or enhance or at least maintain levels of performance in your team. When you continually remind team members of their positive self-image, this will help them do so for themselves. So what can you do to use this? Well, choose something at work that, as a leader, perhaps is not your greatest strength. Making a presentation, maybe, or giving your boss negative feedback. Or closing a sale. Choose to believe that you are successful in this area. Vividly in high fidelity, full sensory attention as you focus on practicing going through this in your mind. Before you do the live thing, practice however many times you need. So if I asked you how many times do you normally need to practice something, you may answer me. And whatever you answer me then, that's how many times you practice. 
going through this in your mind with this belief that it is successful, that you are there doing it at that moment in time, then every time what you do is you look back and see what are the obstacles I have overcome to achieve this? How can I improve? And then you do it. But it's believe first, practice, do. Share this podcast with someone that you think will benefit from it, that they need to build up their own self-belief first so that they can be the leader that they can truly be. Bye for now. Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive whilst others struggle.